Hello and welcome to Deer Tracks. It's great to have you here in my neck of the woods as we gather together for another episode of the Deer Tracks podcast. I'm James Kibbe, and this week, I've got a great lineup of poems for you, but before we get into that, I wanted to remind everyone that the Deer Tracks podcast is a place where creativity lives, where our longings, our delights, our disappointments, and our passions are breathed out, marking the trail of our journey. These are the tracks we make and the ones we follow to find the deepest parts of ourselves, our true selves. During each episode, you will hear echoes of the past, as well as current voices, through discussions about and performances of creative works. Our goal is to build community and inspire others in their creative pursuits, which is why we invite our listeners to submit their work for the opportunity of hearing it on a future episode or seeing it on our blog site, www.deertrackspodcast.blog. If you have a work that you would like to submit to me, you can email that to james at deertrackspodcast.blog. Also, if you enjoy the content of this podcast, please leave a five-star rating and positive review and share it with anyone you know who will enjoy this podcast as much as you. And now, on to this week's show. Before we get into the poems this week, I wanted to start by saying how much I appreciate all of you who listen to this podcast. It's something I started last year when we entered this pandemic as a creative outlet in a way to inspire people through creative writing. It's been great to not only share poems from writers like Walt Whitman, Emily Dickinson, William Shakespeare, and William Wordsworth, but to also share submissions made by listeners. I feel like this podcast has grown in ways I wasn't anticipating, and I look forward to where it will go from here. I try to release a new episode once a week, and I apologize for the two-week hiatus since the last episode. Whether I'm able to get an episode out or not depends on my schedule, and I've been quite busy with work as well as other activities now that the weather is getting nicer. So thank you for sticking around, and if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I would love to hear from you. I would love for this to become more of a community, so send me an email and let's get to know each other. Again, the email is james at deertrackspodcast.blog. So Mother's Day was this past Sunday, and I wanted to say to all the moms listening, Happy Mother's Day. In honor of the holiday, I would like to share a poem by Edgar Allan Poe. And maybe some of you are familiar with Poe might be sitting there thinking like, oh, great, what kind of uh, morbid uh, poem are you going to share? But anyway, don't worry, it's not uh, all that morbid. Anyway, uh, but this poem is addressed not to Poe's birth mother, who died when Poe was a toddler, but to his aunt, who became his mother-in-law when Poe married his cousin, Virginia, 
Okay, so that's kind of the weird part because she's about 12 years old or, or, or whatever. Um, and I guess back then it wasn't as odd. Then again, I don't know. Maybe it was still odd. Uh, but setting aside uh, the weirdness of him marrying his cousin, what I like about the poem is that Poe acknowledges the importance of motherly influences in our lives, even if those women are not our birth mothers. We need mothers in our lives. This is why we have a day to celebrate motherhood, and I hope you had an opportunity to spend some time with the mom in your life uh, this past Sunday. So, to all the mothers out there, thank you for your love and care and support. And this poem is in honor of you. Because I feel that, in the heavens above, the angels whispering to one another can find among their burning terms of love none so devotional as that of mother. Therefore, by that dear name I long have called you, you who are more than mother unto me, and fill my heart of hearts where death installed you in setting my Virginia's spirit free. My mother, my own mother who died early, was but the mother of myself, but you are mother to the one I love so dearly, and thus are dearer than the mother I knew, by that infinity with which my wife was dearer to my soul than its soul, life. That was To My Mother by Edgar Allan Poe. So this next poem is one I wrote titled The Winter Moon. I understand it's spring and that we have left winter behind, but there's still that little chill in the air to remind us that it's never gone forever. I have a feeling your body just produced an audible groan after that last statement. But the reason I'm sharing this poem is because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Here are some statistics regarding mental illness in the U.S. This is from NAMI.org. NAMI stands for the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So here are some of the statistics I pulled from the website. One in five U.S. adults experience mental illness each year. One in 20 U.S. adults experience serious mental illness each year. One in six U.S. youth aged 6 to 17 experience a mental health disorder each year. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins by age 14 and 75% by age 24. And here's the last one. Suicide is the second leading cause of death. Not the, not the third or fourth or fifth or, or further down the line. But the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 34. These are staggering statistics. And there are many people who suffer with some type of mental illness that goes undiagnosed. And others who don't seek treatment because of the stigma surrounding mental illness. 
purpose of Mental Health Awareness Month is to fight the stigma, to say to those struggling with mental illness that you are not alone and that there is no shame in seeking help. As beautiful as our shining city is, it can be cold and distant, kind of like moonlight, uh, especially to those we leave behind. The people we encounter on the street are just as real as you and I, and behind each face is a soul, a soul like ours, a soul molded by every moment and every day. No one is as they should be. That's why we need each other. As John Donne famously wrote in his Devotions Upon Emergent Occasions Meditation 17, I probably don't know the title uh, where this comes from, but um, you might be familiar with some of the phrases uh, in this section that I'm going to share uh, with you uh, from that. No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less, as well as if a promontory were, as well as if a manner of thy friends or of thine own were. Any man's death diminishes me, because I am involved in mankind, and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. In this odd way, we are all connected. My success and your success is ultimately our success. So let us lift up those who need our help, love others beyond measure, and be willing to ask for help when we need it. Remember, it takes more letters than I to spell community. With all that said, here is my poem, The Winter Moon. The winter moon rose high above snow-capped houses, which reflected its soft glow in gratitude. The middle of the night felt oddly bright from my window as I sat still, watching, amused by the scene. How serene a moment can feel as the world turns. I turn inward to my thoughts, but my thoughts are elsewhere. Climbing a snow mound or making snow angels, basking in the light of the moon as if it were sunlight. These winter nights seem longer, colder, and more distant, when we are merely spectators to the place we inhabit. We are comfortable, but we are also cloistered. We reach out, but our palms press against glass. So the moon glow undisturbed is left to play by its own devices, left to scan for signs of those who live in its light, those who walk the avenues traversing boulevards and roads. Brilliant streaming beams would frighten these ghost-like creatures, whose moans are carried by the wind, though gently as a whisper. The trees catch this delicate cry and rattle like muted wind chimes, while bellows deeper pass right through. My lamp breaks the pattern of dark windows as I look upon my street to watch these night dwellers. Do they revel for a moment in this quiet way the earth lays perfectly still? I hear no songs, no laughter, neither witness any change in posture. As phantoms set to run their course, the sullen procession moves on until they fade from my view. And as the moon begins its descent, the world seems to descend with it. The snow-capped houses no longer reflect the soft glow. All is darkness except for my lamp, which will burn for those neglected souls the moon has forgotten. Thank you.
that was my poem titled The Winter Moon. This next poem is a submission from one of our listeners, Tiffany Clark. Uh, Tiffany is an author, and uh, she grew up in Ransomville, New York, and graduated from Paul Smith's College in the Adirondacks. I actually have a sister-in-law who graduated from there, Um, so that's pretty cool. She continues to develop her passion for environmental education through working with others who also believe in the importance of protecting our natural resources and empowering others to take action. In her journeys, she has always found a guiding hand in the world of writing. As she says, stories help us overcome our obstacles, encourage us to explore new places, and inspire us to carry on. Every idea and revision is a step towards the next great tale. So the poem she shared with me is from her book, Memories, Guiding Us Through Life, and is titled, You Can't Beat the Beech Tree. Now, I will have a link to Tiffany's book in the show notes and blog post for this episode, as well as a link uh, to an article that Tiffany shared with me that has to do with the American beach. So if you want to know more about the American beach tree, then um, you can click on that link as well. And again, that will be in the show notes and blog post for this episode. So this is what uh, Tiffany had to say about her poem. She says, I wanted to share this poem with others to show support for May's Mental Awareness Month and provide inspiration to others who have also struggled with mental hurdles. I found writing to be therapeutic and an inspirational friend when I felt discouraged. Here's a bit about the American beech trees from the poem. Unlike most trees, American beech trees are able to hang on to their leaves throughout the winter. Even though most of their leaves die, they don't fall from the tree. These trees do this in order to continue to provide nutrients uh, to themselves and in, in preventing the loss of those nutrients despite the harsh conditions that they face. This has been a source of inspiration from nature for me, and I hope to share this with others. Thank you, Tiffany, and here is her poem. Winter comes early in the Adirondacks, covering the campus in a slushy October snow. By January, we've reached the negatives. Most of the trees have submitted to the frigid conditions. Outside my window, I see the American beech, clinging to their oval leaves growing in golden stands, challenging the harsh conditions together again protesting dormancy, shielding new buds from the sleet. I understand the trial of these trees. I've endured my own internal storms, been worn down and stripped from my roots, trying at life, pretending to be satisfied. Years ago, I was alone against the fierce winds, but with hope and good friends, I found strength from within. That was You Can't Beat the Beech Tree by Tiffany Clark. Thank you again, Tiffany, for sharing your poem with us. And if any of our listeners would like to submit their work to be heard on a future episode of the podcast, you can email them to me at james at deertrackspodcast.blog. All right, we have one more poem for you, and this one is by Emily Dickinson titled Hope is the Thing with Feathers. 
One of the things I like about this poem is that when imagining hope as a bird, we also get this image of perseverance, and that there is something calling us to persevere through life's challenges. And no matter how dark the night or how loud the storm, this bird still sings to us. There is hope for us all. Seek that hope. Walk in that hope. Cling to that hope. Do not live in the shadows. Rather, step out into the light and be found. You matter, so don't be discouraged. Here is the poem. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity it asked a crumb of me. That was Hope is the Thing with Feathers by Emily Dickinson. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Deer Tracks podcast. If you've enjoyed what you heard, please follow the links in the show notes and don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with the latest episodes. Also, please leave a five-star rating or review wherever you are listening. Uh, This really helps us to expand our audience. And if you're listening on our blog site, and again, the URL for that is www.deertrackspodcast.blog, then leave a message in the comments section of this post or send me an email to james at deertrackspodcast.blog. I'd love to know uh, what you're thinking. Uh, So please, uh, please do that. And again, um, thank you so much for listening. And until our paths cross again, this is James Kibbe saying, see you next time on the Deer Tracks podcast.